Welcome to the Leadership Mindset Podcast with me, Tony Brooks, where we look to revolutionise your leadership mindset by changing how you think and see your world, enabling you to do the right things and grow significantly as a leader. So welcome back to the Leadership Mindset Podcast series with Tony Brooks. Uh, and today I'm really privileged and pleased to have with me Pam Burrows. Um, <laughs> Pam's from a business called The People Boosters. So Pam's been in business for 20 years, helping leaders and people reduce their stress levels, improve their resilience and improve their well-being. And I got to know Pam specifically because she is now the president of the East Midlands PSA and I've joined the Professional Speakers Association a few years back and so that's the, the main route how Pam and I have got to know each other over the years. So really pleased to have Pam here. Um, I think... I think interestingly, it's going to be uh, potentially quite a stressful time beyond October the 31st for business people, leaders. I think there's already a lot of stresses. So I think some of the advice and tips that Pam's got today will be of great benefit. So thank you for joining us today, Pam. Thank you for asking me. I'm delighted to chat with you because you're lovely. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. You're too kind. So first of all, Pam, just for the benefit of people listening to the, the podcast, Give us a little bit about your background. How have you come to this place where you do what you do now in helping people with sort of stress, well-being, resilience, those kind of things? Okay, so the real reason I do what I do is because um, I am so full of energy that I burn out really easily. And I did it as a kid. It used to give me tonsillitis. And uh, I've done it a few times in the world of work. Um But my background, actually, I started out looking after little kids. So I was a nursery nurse working for social services, working with families in crisis. And what that made me realise is that there's something we need to do when you've had a day where you've been maybe working with a child protection issue, maybe somebody's been distressed or angry or whatever. What do you do with that? You know, how do you switch that off at the end of the day? So it's 30 years since I started working as a speaker, firstly uh, in social services as a trainer, um, and then later in the commercial world, I did a bit of sales and negotiations training internationally, but I got homesick, so I didn't like that. (laughs) Um, And then for the last 20 years, I've been running my own business, and I've niched down over time doing more and more of the well-being stuff because it matters so much to me and I've learned so much personally from that. So that's now most of what I do is about helping people to not burn out or heal from burnout and just manage that better. Um, And uh, I've got a better understanding now from the research and reading that I've done about why we get into a bit of a pickle and uh, how best to get ourselves out of it. Mm, and that's both in the you and I were chatting about this earlier that's both in the public sector and private sector that you help people with that yeah I do a lot of work with uh, head teachers and school staff um, NHS um, so uh, and a lot of charities and um, any organisation really where the pressure is on and people are very um, heart centred so when people are so passionate about doing the right thing for their clients and customers that they will ignore the fact that they're hungry or thirsty or tired or okay. stressed. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, and then that has morphed now into the commercial world where I'm doing more full programmes where I work with the leaders about strategy and then I work with the leaders and staff 
about what you're doing day to day to manage stress and uh, and keep yourself well because um, to start with I was going and I was teaching people these techniques and then I was kind of noticing that I was back again and I needed to do it all over again and I was thinking you know there's something here about um, putting people back in the same situation they might be more resilient but are the managers still asking them to do too much or not supporting them? Is the organisation um, not recruiting enough staff? Or, you know, so what's actually going on structurally? Uh, so now I challenge that as well. I say I can teach your people to be resilient and you know, they'll, they will carry on going longer than they would have done. But you have to change the way that you organise things so that they're less likely to, to get to that point. Yeah, so it's like guessing the day-to-day activities that go on on how they're organised as well. Mm. I wanted to pick up on um, something you said earlier, because I like, like the phrase, Pam, you talked about people getting into a pickle. <laughs> um, so what are the, I guess, two questions really. One would be, what have you seen over the years in terms of the mistakes people made in getting themselves into that pickle in, into that stress overwhelm burnout whatever and I, I know we have only got so much time today but just share some ideas on how you can both keep yourself more resilient to that but also get yourself out of it if you are starting to experience that overwhelm and burnout one of the key things is knowing your personal red flags what are the things that give you a clue um, I mentioned earlier that I used to get tonsillitis a lot as a kid uh, and as a young adult and it was like I just do too much burning the candle at both ends you know it's not, not just working but having fun late at night and all that kind of thing and experiencing FOMO you know frightened of missing out I just want to be a part of everything I want to be the last to go home and the red flag would be right now you can't speak your throat's swollen you've got to lie down that was a big red flag but there were much smaller red flags earlier. So when you start getting clumsy, you start dropping things, forgetting things, uh, bumping into things, the little red flags that make you realise you're not quite in balance, and it's known what those are for you, biting your fingernails, skipping a meal, eating junk, too much caffeine. What are the things that you do? I had a client who used to twist her hair um, when she was stressed. So you're starting to notice those, and in that moment, doing something about it, taking a deep breath, letting go noticing what the tension is about what is it that's going on in your head so your fabulous business and podcast is about leadership mindset and that's where a real strong leadership mindset will start it's about noticing what's going on in your head is it useful or is it not useful so if you're thinking about a meeting you've got tomorrow and you're picturing how badly it might go and how um, what somebody might say you're already rehearsing the worst possible outcome that's going to bring tension into the body it's going to make you breathe short and shallow it's going to send you into your go-to thing so you might find you drink more alcohol the very night before something really important or you eat junk or you don't sleep well and these things all, all have an impact so it's no- noticing those red flags trying to notice what they are earlier on rather than getting to a crisis point and knowing what's right for you so for me there are things I need to do uh, proactively as well as reacting to the red flags and taking action it's noticing what are the daily things that you need to do I remember working with a group of midwives on well-being 
and uh, we had such a running joke throughout the workshop about the fact that they have the biggest bladders of the human race because <laughs> they never get to go to the loo and um, and rarely get to eat and a hot cup of coffee is not a thing you know it's it's either no drinks at all or it's a cold one you know because they haven't haven't got to it in time because they're outwardly focused on the thing that drives them the thing that they really feel passionate about doing and doing well so they forget about themselves it's almost like you can't see yourself and I think good leaders actually have that as a superpower but that superpower becomes your super problem if it's not in balance so the fact that you're outward looking at your business your customers your clients maybe your staff you're checking everybody's all right and everything's going well while you're looking outwards, you're not checking in with yourself whether you, you know, need to go to the loo, you know. And I, I joke about this when I do workshops. Um, and sometimes people go, right, and they actually leave the room. They're like, I've been holding on for an hour thinking it's rude to stand up and go, but I need to go. And I'm like, yay! And we all do a big round of applause that somebody's gone to the toilet. And it's such a little thing, but it's about what's the mindset. You know, you've got to put your own oxygen mask on first. Um, yeah, I you love can't, that. You can't pour from an empty cup. All of these things are reminding us that we need to recharge. You have to stop me or I'll just go into a full, full yeah, workshop. Yeah, no, no, no. It's, fasc- it's fascinating <laughs> and I relate a lot to this, Pam, because... Um, big part of my own sort of think see do model is the fact that leaders need to be able to lead themselves first so i'm, I'm really big on self-leadership and you touched on that in terms of putting the mask on first and um it was fascinating actually because as you were talking about personal red flags it made me think about da- my daughter she's 21 and she gets a flare-up of sort of tonsillitis mm. and it, it's often when she's um overworking herself and all those kind of things and I don't know if you've ever, I can't remember where I heard this a few years back, but they said life will first of all give you a tickle with a feather and then it will get a rolled up newspaper and then you get a house brick hit you. <laughs> yeah. And I guess with what you were saying there, it's about realising when you're getting tickled with a feather that something's not quite right. Yeah. She said like nail biting, whatever it might be. I've noticed, uh, I was talking to a leader last week about their sleep starting to be impacted. Mm. So as you say, it's, noticing that being aware to it and then doing something about it Mm. and also i think um i did something at the beginning of the year about what i call life boys and sharks and the life boys are the things that keep you afloat Mm -hmm. and i think that that, i relate that very much to what you were saying about doing the right things for you it might be making sure you get breakfast properly go out for a walk at lunchtime make sure you eat lunch (laughs) make sure you go to the toilet as you were saying it's a lot of those those things so that's a big so i guess a big part of it for you would be in terms of observing when you're going into meltdown or getting into a pickle as i like that phrase <laughs> you're starting to notice the personal red flags and you start to talk about knowing about what is right for you again with your experience pam what kind of strategies work well for a leader um, in terms of keeping their resilience level high looking after themselves because there is going to be stress i guess mm. you know it's just the way it is it's whether you i guess it's how you, you choose to manage that whether we call it stress or there's going to be a lot of things to do and problems and challenges so yeah what, what are your thoughts on the, the best kind of ways to to deal with that i think there's got to be a set of non-negotiables so like having breakfast getting to bed um one of the things that I one of my non-negotiables is 
if I'm going to speak at a conference, I will always expect there to be a beige buffet that's full of carbs and junk that will make me feel tired in the afternoon, make me feel bloated and affect my concentration. So I always take a lunch with me that's a box of stuff, a box Mm -hmm. of salad and uh, high protein stuff that's going to keep me alert, drink plenty of water. Those things for me are non-negotiable because I want to be the best I can be. So what is it that can be your non-negotiable that you just say, I have to have that in order to do this well? Um, because when we start to just rely on whatever's there it's always going to be sugar fat caffeine that's what's available whenever you go somewhere you know those those are so easily available it's funny it's funny you say that actually Pam because I've been doing uh, Herbalife protein shakes for a number of years now Mm -hmm. and I was off to a networking meeting this morning I thought it's going to be big bacon baps yeah i thought i don't want yeah. that today so i took a shake and just ignored them all when i got there yeah. so yeah 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 because <laughs> you just know that you and it's about remembering afterwards At the, in the moment you might think oh blow it it doesn't really matter oh i'll handle it and, and you eat or drink or do what, whatever the thing is afterwards you feel the effect the effects but if you've prepped before if it's just something you don't even it's a no-brainer you just do it it's just your habit then that's really important you'll know what those are for you um, you you mentioned stress um, in workshops I often uh, get people to think through what's the difference between stress and pressure because okay. pressure can help you to get to a deadline it'll make you feel satisfied when you've ticked it off your list pressure is something that motivates and generates teamwork and gets people um, vitalised when that tips over into stress the opposite is true you know you start blaming yourself you close down you don't work as a team you um you might get frustrated you might lose confidence you get overwhelmed so you don't even do the very thing that you should be doing because you just you can't bear it it's you know so you start doing a job that doesn't really need doing you know like washing the windows when you've got a dissertation that kind of thing (laughs) um and that's when it tips over so Um, things like you mentioned lunch break and um, I'm fond of the phrase lunch break it's not just lunch as in lunch at your desk carrying on what you're doing it's a break it's you know if you eat your lunch because it's 11.30 and you can't resist it and you're a bit peckish fine but at 12.30 take a walk outside um, because that break isn't doing nothing what that break is doing is bringing you down from high alert where there's adrenaline and cortisol in the body to the sense of calm the brain reaches alpha state alpha brain waves where you can be creative you know that say you walk outside for half an hour even if it's raining and you just have that little bit of space you come back refreshed your afternoon's better you're thinking more clearly and you may even have had an idea because that break allows the creativity so it's it's those kinds of things and fitting in a habit that is right for you yeah i love that and um, i think there's the expression uh u stress eu it spells eu stress um which is about positive stress right it was, I, I think i read something not long ago about the fact that stress doesn't necessarily have to be seen as positive or negative i liked what you said there about stress and pressure mm. because i think you're right i think there's going to be always an element of having to get things done and pressure it's just when it flips into more dangerous territories and and also i really liked what you said pam about i guess i i talk about this about giving yourself space to fuel your creativity mm. so it's having a bit yeah. of quiet like you said having a, an actual proper break at lunch because if you actually go if a leader goes for a walk at lunchtime 
they may find that, the, that some of the problems they've been dealing with in the morning or a challenge they've got, they have um, better ideas when they get away from the office and a bit of space and you know, quiet time really absolutely so. um, another one of my phrases is cause a pause nobody's going to come along and say Tony you've been working too hard today I'm taking you out for a walk through the trees uh, <laughs> nobody's going to say sit quietly for a moment and read a book that's nothing to do with what you've been working on nobody's going to do that you have to very rarely you're lucky if it happens you have to cause a pause you have to make it happen and one of the things you could do is cause a pause with with um, some purpose so you might for instance uh, look in your diary see who, see who you're meeting and say shall we walk while we have that meeting you know let's uh, yeah, if, even if you're just idea. walking up and down the corridors great of the building idea. but yeah, walking yeah. outside even better trees even better um so you know fold it into something that you're doing so it's a pause red traffic lights are one of my favorite things why on earth why would it be my favorite thing especially when i'm late why on earth well because when i'm late i might start getting into a stress reaction the red light i can't do anything about not legally anyway so i've got to sit there until the light changes cause a pause i can breathe in that moment the red lights cause the pause for me take a breath breathe deeply roll your shoulders back take that tension out of your face take your tongue from the roof of your mouth and let it sit in the bottom palate where it does when you're more restful and then when the light turns to green you're in a better state to get to if you, even if you're getting to wherever you're going and you're going to be late you're going to be in a better frame of mind when you when you get there but talking about cars i just want to say a little bit about how we get ourselves into this state it's kind of you kind of alluded to earlier and um there's a set of five drivers that were developed in the 1970s by a psychologist called kaler k-a-h-l-e-r um, and these drivers, when I when I um, talk to people about this, either in coaching or in, in workshops or conferences, I ask people to say whether they recognise one of these. And there's always somebody in the room who recognises all five. <laughs> and so um, the uh, the top one for the people that I generally work with is please others. A driver that makes you keep on pleasing you know you're the person who always takes the smallest piece of cake or the burnt piece of toast or said no you have the last one um so pleasing others is a big thing for you again you're outward looking you're not checking in with yourself uh, another one is try hard that you're always trying really hard to do things there might actually be an easier way uh, another one especially for leaders it's important as a leader that people trust you to be the rock that that keeps them strong but if you always keep that persona up that you're always the strong one the be strong driver is dangerous for leaders you have to sometimes be the little bear who gets looked after and says you know god i've had a right old day of it can you just do something for me you know and uh, you know stop refusing people to help you stretch out and say um you know can you help me with this and uh, and get the help from where you need it with it you don't have to lose credibility just to be that little bit vulnerable to get some help um and um hurry up is uh, is one of the other drivers you know are you trying to do too much i do this i still do this i'm leaving the lounge i'm going to the kitchen i don't live in a mansion where it's two miles from one room to another but because i'm taking a cup i think oh i'll take that with me as well and i'll tidy that on the way and, and i end up with an armful of stuff and I'm dropping things and I think why didn't I just take the cup to the kitchen and come back 
you know why, <laughs> why why does it seem to be all in a rush you know shutting the fridge door whilst you're putting the uh, sugar into your tea or whatever it is you know why do we do that so these drivers are fantastic if they're in balance you know if nobody ever tried to please anybody else if nobody pretended to be strong in order to make other people feel safe if nobody tried hard oh and the other one the the uh, final of the five is uh, uh, be perfect oh yeah so if nobody was trying hard oh, enough yeah. to make it as good as it could be what a, what kind of world would we be in but it's about the balance when the red flags start to show that actually you're trying too hard you you're never going to reach perfection perfection is a is a fantastic breeding ground for beating yourself up you know because it's never going to be perfect and uh, there's this story that middle eastern beautiful arabian rugs you know the really expensive kind they sew a mistake into them because nobody should be perfect except god and i just love that you <laughs> yeah, know it's, it's like good. look don't even try what does good enough look like as brene brown would say american author <clears throat> And if you know what good enough, <coughs> excuse me, what good enough looks like or what finished looks like, then you'll notice it and you go, right, we're done now. You know, progress is better than perfect. There's all these cliches. We need to remember those and not try too hard. And we go out of balance and then, then we burn out. Yeah, it's, um, I did a post or a blog a, a while ago on perfectionism because I'm not a perfectionist, I'm proud <laughs> to say. And I've, I've watched people who are perfectionists and... Uh, again, I think one of the perfectionist traps can be you've got six things to do, you work on getting the first one done 100% and you, you agonise over it and whatever, then you never really get to the five. Whereas if you get 90, 95% level on the others, obviously it depends. If you're a surgeon or something, you can't, <laughs> you, you can't be working that. But I think for most of us, I think perfectionism can be a, a curse, really. And I liked... Um, you, you remind me of something else uh, over the sort of past couple of weeks. What I see in coaching when I do my coaching work with clients as well. One of my um, one of my clients that I work with was talking about having to get something done by a particular deadline, and it was generating quite a lot of stress. And I went, "Couldn't that go back a month?" Uh, yeah, it could, but I really want it to happen now. But why? And <laughs> yeah. and I think we can we can do that. I I find that when I work with leaders on, let's say, do 90-day plans. Everything seems to come in the first three or four weeks. And again, yeah. we have got 13 <laughs> weeks here. And there is that feeling, isn't there, of um, having to get things, like the hurry up one, I guess you talked mm. about, getting things done rather than take our time, mm. really, yeah. and um, not generate. Well, I think we, we self-generate stress Oh, yeah. Lot. I so. talked to my coach a few years ago, and I said to her, I've got to, I've got to get better. I want you to help me to get better at saying no to things. And she chuckled <laughs> a little bit, and um, she didn't chuckle very often, so I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> and um, she said, you don't have a problem with saying yes too often. She said, you don't even wait for people to ask. You jump in, and you volunteer to do things, and you create deadlines for yourself and you create a huge list and you, you are doing this to yourself um, and again it's a driver um, if you run in your own business or you're particularly passionate about the business that you're a part of it's it's an added problem because you keep saying things like but I love what I do I love what I do well I enjoy working at the weekend because I love what I do <laughs> yeah you do but you'll burn out you know and then you won't be able to do it at all so it's noticing those things and that um if you're asked for a, a meeting or a piece of work that you need to do and you look in your diary and there's only one little gap and as you spot that gap 
you feel a sensation in your stomach or there's something in your head that's screaming don't fill it up don't fill it up (laughs) and you do it anyway because you're pleasing other people you're trying hard you're being strong you're doing all of those things you put it in the diary in that moment you might find you have this knot in your body somewhere and you think I shouldn't have done that remember this that when that meeting that day comes around and you're living that page of that diary you'll feel a lot worse than you did when you went to put it in notice that feeling and know that when it comes to reality it will feel even worse and you'll go and you may even slap yourself in the forehead face palm why did I book so much in today yeah because there's always the things you didn't expect I call it sanity (laughs) space create sanity space in your diary because you know yes you've got a day full of meetings you've also got prep before the meeting you've got follow-ups after the meeting you've got the things you weren't expecting you need to go to the toilet have a break (laughs) have a break have some lunch you know breathe um so create some sanity space you'll always fill it up you'll never be with your feet up on the desk going oh i didn't book enough in for today there'll always be something um it's the it's the law of uh, not diminishing returns law of something where you'll always just fill up whatever you know you get a bigger bag you'll find more things yeah, to put in there yeah, yeah, yeah. and the same with your diary so um, yeah creating that sanity space rather than cramming everything in love it yeah that's really good I shall keep that one in mind for myself actually I, <laughs> I can be guilty of that one myself so I want to turn to another question Pam same sort of theme really but I want to talk about you more in particular now I was saying to you um, before we started the podcast that over the few years we've got to know each other, I see you as probably one of the most positive people that I've, in terms of your energy and what have you, <laughs> that I've ever come across. And uh, even through, I know, you've, like all of us, you, you've had some personal challenges and what have you, but you you always seem to have a lot of positive energy around you, Pam. So what do you do to keep your yourself strong, your keep your mindset strong, and keep your energy levels up? What what do you do to help help Pam? Okay, so there's the proactive stuff that I mentioned earlier. What are your non-negotiables? So um, I try to do work that I love so that I don't feel the tension of... um, a friend of mine calls it toxic money when you say yes to something you didn't really want to do and then you do it and you feel dreadful because that takes all your energy. Um, Getting good sleep, uh, drinking plenty of water, trying to eat clean. Um, At the moment I'm alcohol and sugar free and I'm remembering how fantastically energised and positive I feel when I'm just like, just remember how this feels and why it's good. Um, But in terms of mindset specifically for for your purposes, Tony, um, one of the things that I think helps me the absolute most is reframing. So, um, now, what did I say? I said something yesterday to help somebody. Um, And, um, yeah, she was worrying about a friend who was on holiday but working whilst on holiday. And I know the situation and I know that that work has to be done. There isn't, you know, it is non-negotiable that 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 work has to be done whilst she's on holiday. She didn't choose the holiday. It was an organised thing, family thing. And I said, well, look at it this way she would have to do that work if she was at home right now anyway but she gets an afternoon on the beach she wouldn't get that at home so she's causing a pause she's got some sanity space you know so she's doing the work but she's doing it in a beautiful place and um if actually you're on holiday and you have to do a little bit of work keeping it boundaried you're just doing it within certain hours and then you definitely take a break 
means you're not beating yourself up and beating yourself up is such a huge problem yeah, um, yeah. you know you're just like oh why did I do that and why haven't I done enough and you know the way you speak to yourself in your own head sometimes is probably something you would never do to anybody else yeah it's kind of the harshest language yeah and and it might be a full sentence like why the bloody hell did you forget to put the attachment on the email to the very important person but it could just be a you just tut at yourself or you just go oh trust me you know in in that moment you're sapping your energy so i try really hard to instead go okay i did that because i was tired what do i need right now one of my favourite things is I put one hand on my heart, one hand on my belly. Did you know you've got brain cells in your belly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and in your heart. And I take a deep breath and I go, okay, what's the right thing right now? And it might be to get a job done that I've been avoiding. Or it might be to get something to eat. Or it might be to go to the loo. I can't think straight when I need, need to go to the loo. And I'm like, oh, that's why I can't make a decision. I need to go to the loo. Um, so, so those are just a few of the things that I do, but yoga, breathing techniques, um, listening to relaxing um, guided meditations and that kind of thing. But you've really got to find the thing that's right for you. So for you, it might be dancing and you let go of the tension of the day. Um, put some headphones on and have a silent disco at home. You know, <laughs> don't have to, because I don't really want to go clubbing anymore with the young people. They stay up too late and they play music I don't know the words to. <laughs> and I'm just like, can't even hear the words that shows you're old doesn't it when you say you don't even know what they're singing um, so find what's right for you I have a little rule which is I've started putting joyful things that will replenish my energy into my diary my electronic diary and my phone in yellow so joyful things are in yellow if I notice a week in my diary that I've got coming up and there's nothing in yellow I think, right, what am I going to do? I'll have a bonfire in the garden. I'll go for a walk with a friend. Um, Book somebody else in to make you do the thing that you say you're going to do. I've got a bicycle that I've had for maybe 18 months. It's been out twice. (laughs) So what I'm thinking of doing, I'll I'll say to somebody else with a bike, let's go for a bike ride. And then it happens, or more likely to happen. So and there's that social what is connection that? thing as well. Of Absolutely. Out for a bike ride or Absolutely. Well. Have a good chat with somebody. So, yeah, there's just a few of the things that okay. I do. Mm. Oh, that's brilliant, brilliant. Okay, so I, I just wanted to move on to another question, if we could. Um, so, obviously, a lot of your work is focused on building relationships with other people, getting the best out of people and what have you. So, in your view, I, best, I guess from your perspective, but also for leaders listening to the podcast episode, What's the best way of building connections, relationships with people and getting the best out of people, really? Well, just a, a few thoughts on that, really. Um, for the leader? You yeah, mean? for leaders, yeah. I guess, yeah, yeah. especially. So um, I think start as a role model. So are people seeing you looking after their yourself? Um, you know, I know plenty of leaders who work very long hours and then expect their staff to go home on time. Well, the unwritten rule here is that you should just keep working like the boss does because that's probably what they want really you know so you've got to role model some of this stuff um and then you will appear to be a human being (laughs) you know make yourself vulnerable make yourself real what we know about marketing on the internet now especially if you are the business is that we need to show a little bit of ourselves you know showing yourself at the weekend or you know not obviously not rude pictures or you know anything too embarrassing 
but a little bit of yourself and I think that's how we connect it's about um, connecting on that level I connected with somebody at a network event last night because we both lost our dads this year completely unexpected I mentioned it in passing about something else and she said oh me too and for the rest of the night there seemed to be something between us you know we'd we'd opened up to something that was huge for us um whereas actually in a business setting sometimes you go right I've got to be all buttoned up and uh, you know I've not got to um show my um soft side uh, or you know I don't want to get sad about what's happening for me but everybody, everybody has a challenge going on. And when we start to connect on that level. Um, but the other thing I'd say is have fun together. You know, I was saying before about having walking meetings. Have a walking meeting in a place where there's a trampoline or, you know, just just have fun. Um, when you grow up, sometimes we we only play when it's a competitive sport or you it's know true. Yeah. yeah you know we need to we need to play and we need to play together just just have fun one of my favorite things in the 30 years i've been a speaker running training groups and all the things that i've done was a conference for head teachers where i gave them all um bubbles and they went out <laughs> at break time and they were all blowing huge at one of these big long bubble ones and they were all and to start with one or two of them were like really and by the end of it they were all like oh wow this is fantastic and they just lit up and I said can I take photos I need to capture the joy and it was a sunny day so all the bubbles were shining rainbows and oh it was just gorgeous so it's a way of connecting just to do something daft you know have a have a fancy dress day because that always brings the mask down you know when you dress as somebody else and you have such a laugh with that yeah it's great you reminded me of something actually that um, when I was uh, a manager of a, a team in, in corporate world before there was one of the girls in the team who was an account manager and it just became a thing every Friday afternoon I can't remember which one it was now she'd start singing this uh, opera aria and um, <laughs> badly <laughs> <laughs> but she'd be prompted to do it every Friday afternoon and, and people enjoyed it and we just had a few other daft things in, in the team as well and uh, I think you're right I think um, that sense of fun because otherwise it, I mean a lot of day-to-day -day work is serious stuff yeah. and it can be become overly serious can't it Pam I guess and so finding those opportunities to create a bit of fun as a leader and allowing your people to to do that as well I think there's that thing that ah oh, well if they're laughing you know it's um then they're not focused on their work and what have you but um they're probably even more productive because they're in a better Absolutely. frame of mind. Yeah, yeah yeah it'll release endorphins it makes people feel good and then they're more creative they're more energized they're more well it helps your immune system so you're less likely to be off sick it, you know having yeah, fun yeah, yeah. and having fun together is so bonding you know I was, I was speaking at a conference this week of people who work in child protection they need to laugh they yeah, need to let yeah, go yeah, of that yeah. tension they need to find a way to remember um that they're why they're doing it rather than just be dragged down by the the sadness of it you know and notice what's going well my care model c-a-r-e um the a of the care model is about acknowledgement what's going well don't get to the end of the day and spot what you haven't done spot what you have done even yeah, if it's the tiniest yeah, yeah. thing and i was i was joking uh, with a team who um have some uh, tension working with other agencies and i said you know 
sometimes you might get to the end of the day and you say that was so hard I can't find anything good to say about it you could say I haven't killed anybody today or yeah, I, didn't, yeah. I didn't thump that person in the meeting you know or I didn't go home crying you know so you know um or I didn't wet myself you know don't just look for the little things yeah I mean I must admit like the last six years I um, I've done that I I write at least five positive things about the day every day mm. yeah and and the problem is Pam as you were sort of alluding to big part of the human psyche is there just to look for problems things that could go wrong things that have go wrong big part of our thinking is that and so shifting our filtering um, to actually see things differently and as you say see see the progress I, I love going in with clients and saying what's been what's been a success the last month there's one of my clients who they they used to find it like pulling teeth at first where they said we can tell you all the stuff that's been a problem I said no no let's let's celebrate the good stuff but they actually have um, they've loosened up with that and got a lot better with doing <laughs> it as I've known them so yeah it's a good thing changes do. the body chemistry yeah it's yeah really important. no I think we can all easily find I find often when I ask people what's been good about your month what's been bad they'll quickly tell you what's been yeah. bad about it yeah. but it's, it's harder to tell you the good stuff really so brilliant yeah thanks hugely Pam and um, before we start to round up today what's um, what are you up to at the minute what's what are the things that you've got coming up in the future with your business then Pam that people would be interested to know about okay so um some of the things well the thing I'm doing this week which is very exciting is something that people have been asking me for I'm a little bit embarrassed so I'm glad this isn't on camera um <laughs> to say that people have said for years it's a bit showing off people have said um I'd love to keep you in my pocket and just pull you out and you would say go on you can do it you know I've got your back and here's a technique or remember to breathe or have you been to the toilet you know whatever whatever it might be and they and they say you know I just wish I had Pam in my pocket so that's been said to me so many times <laughs> and then this week I finally worked out a way to do it so um so Pam in your pocket is going to be my new service which is uh, partly live webinars it's going to be a Facebook group that you can join um and it's going to be a paid membership so you just pay a few pounds a month to constantly have me in your phone or your <laughs> laptop popping up going hey you're fabulous um and other probably more practical techniques as well uh so that's that's one thing i'm really excited about because i work you know sometimes i work in a massive corporate and we do all the workshops but then people are like you know i've just got to keep this going now and, and we all need it? reminding don't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah. i do a, a monday blog actually I, I get your monday blog yeah yeah, yeah so monday motivator which is just a free a free thing that you can find on my website um and uh, and people say you know that just reminds me oh the other thing that i need to do actually is i need to give you one of these which is a sparkly glitter sticker star I've had one of those for you. you before. So you've got another one today. <laughs> so STAR stands for someone truly amazing. And then when you say, really, Pam? I say, yes, really, Tony. <laughs> um, and I give those out at the end of workshops because we need something. And somebody sent me a photo, actually. Was it this morning or last night on an email? Said, um, here's a photograph of my STAR on my computer. It's been there a year now. And it reminds me to look after myself and uh, look for the positives. It's so good to have um, those little triggers. And before the, you move on... Yeah, Yes. Where can people find out about Pam in Your Pocket and the blog and those kind of things? Then? So probably the um, best way is if you find Pam Burrows People Booster on Facebook or you can uh, email me pamburrows.com, pam, pam at pamburrows.com. Um, 
uh, if you sign up for the Monday message, there'll be loads of, in, well, not loads of info, there'll be information on there. Um, and if you need some help right now, you can um, download my Burnout Buster book, which is on Amazon, uh, 33 red flags that show you might be close to burnout, 33 things to do about them. Great. Because of the conferences I've done this week, that's actually free uh, until seven o'clock Sunday morning. So, oh, that's, I don't know when the podcast is going out, that's probably that's, not very useful. have gone by then, I think, um, yeah. <laughs> Dang, I was thinking, oh, a free thing, a free thing. <laughs> so in that case, get the paperback, it's a lot better. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so, um, yeah, find me on Facebook, and, um, and the website pamburrows.com pamburrows.com yeah, at yeah. the bottom of every page of the website you can sign up for the Monday message and uh, get great. a free little boost yeah no great and the other thing that's coming up soon Pam is you and I both going off to PSA conference um, which is in October so that's just in about a couple of weeks now isn't it I think and interestingly you are the MC for one of the three days yes, we about that earlier. yes. and um, also are you doing a DJ set yeah, it happened accidentally. <laughs> Three years ago, uh, the then president, Lee Jackson, said, uh, is anybody um, a DJ? And I said, oh, I've got my iPod, as a joke. And, uh, and he said, uh, right then. I'm like, what? <laughs> and so I ended up DJing um, after the gala dinner had finished and uh, just basically plugged my iPod into the hotel's sound system and ran a, di- and, and ran a DJ set. And then did it last year, did it again this year. And actually, it's my favourite part of conference. (laughs) (laughs) So that's brilliant. And the other question, just before we finish as well, interesting that you mentioned um, in what you were talking about, about being alcohol free at the minute. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, I must admit, actually, I I did that like a lot of people. I did dry January, but I'm doing three months Uh of it as well. Because I, it's an interesting experiment, because I actually believe that alcohol clouds your psychology, not only like the, with a hangover or whatever but even even a few days after so is Pam going to be alcohol free at conference I wonder I've been thinking that very <laughs> thing this morning and the way I woke up this morning I thought yeah do it just be alcohol free um, there's going to be there's going to be drinks aplenty uh, there's actually a, a regional president's um, drink with the regional director and uh and i'm like oh but then i could have a little prosecco just that and i'm like do you know what this, and I, what i need to stay anchored into is the way i feel today you know a few days clean of sugar and alcohol and i feel fantastic my energy yeah, yeah, and my yeah. positivity and my creativity is different yeah i feel I, much I my ideas true. keep popping in i feel ready for everything so um, it's not worth losing that. So I'm glad you've asked me the question because that's kind of nailed it in. And now. I'm going to keep that's you accountable, Pam. Oh, so, no, all right. So, so if either of us see each other at the bar, <laughs> go, go, then we go. need to keep each other accountable. Hey, Pam, it's been absolutely fascinating to talk to you today. I think there's so much to take away. And um, I think for leaders who are starting to experience those issues around um, burnout and stress, they, the book with the 33 tips on flags and stuff. And I think that... For me, one of the big takeaways today is noticing those personal red flags early Mm -hmm. because I think we all actually deep down know um, when things are starting to go wrong if we actually take the time to be aware and and observe them. So thanks hugely, Pam. And um, yeah, so if people want to find out more, you, you know where to go and find Pam now. So thank you very much for today. Thank you.
If you want to explore your leadership mindset in more detail, why not complete our free leadership diagnostic at thetonybrooks.com and subscribe to this podcast to join us for future podcasts.